Malo suifu kiorana kiora malo elele nisa bolivanaka. Thursday, the 8th of June, 2023, just in case you forgot what year it was. The Tahi, hosted by Soul, and Evie, you look a little different today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I just like... Evie had an unfortunate skiing accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, Evie's away... <laughs> Evie's away for like, what, like a week and a half or something yeah, like that? Yeah, like, yeah. Ten business days. Ten business days, that's right. I forgot to Ten wish her well days. before she went on leave. Same. Oh, I feel horrible. She's listening though. Hope she, you're having fun. Yeah, she's going to Hobart. Hobart for Dark Mofo. You know what? I thought Hobart was like somewhere in the suffer. <laughs> no, okay. Hobart has always been like the most confusing place to me because to me, Australia is Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> so and isn't anywhere it like that's, anywhere that's not that, I'm like with Tasmania. Oh, Tasmania. Yeah. Tasmania. And I always thought Tasmania was the little island at the bottom. It isn't. Apparently Maybe it not. is. Maybe it is. It's I don't a weird know. place. I didn't take geography in high school, so I actually would have no idea. I didn't stay in high school. Anyway, Evie, <laughs> we, if you're listening, Evie, we hope you're having a wonderful time. Um, yeah, so we're holding things down for the next uh, 10 business days. I think that's like three shows. Um, we did record a bunch of stuff with Evie before she went on leave, so we might uh, play you some of those clips later on in the show. But today we've got a ton going on. Um, got interviews later on with Macy. We've got uh, some new music chats, um, some law changes to vape sales. Uh, and kicking off the show, up next, we have St. Lane joining us live in the studio. Welcoming our illustrious guest to the show, uh, a longtime friend of mine, um, first time on Tahi, but not our first time catching up. The illustrious Saint Lane. Amazing. How's it going, Ox? Oh, so good. I love this. I love the setup. It's like it's like between two ferns. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's like <laughs> two ferns are between us. Yeah, yeah, and um, probably somehow remarkably more amateurish. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm into it though. Yeah. I think this is really cool. I feel like this is a level up for I, you. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, we've known each other for a few years now. I think uh, the best way that I can introduce Saint Lane, if you haven't heard of him, is when I first got hit up that Saint was coming into the studio for an interview. Um, there was a request and the only request was for an Iggy Azalea bed so you could do a freestyle Yeah, and yeah. I came from the assumption of oh he's probably prepped a freestyle yeah not no. <laughs> Dude, not at all I yeah I I remember uh, being so tired because I got t- I got told that if I wanted to do that on the day and I was like yeah I could I could do that and then I had just been listening to that song yeah and I was like that'd be pretty funny yeah and then I, I went in there and I did a freestyle where nothing rhymed yeah no, nothing <laughs> rhymed at all it was so and the team was like do we release this on digital? I was like, yeah, fuck, just release it, just man. Do like, it, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's proud of it. Yeah, and then I, I had a um, I had a studio session with with some dude in Melbourne, and I was like, I was telling him that I did that, and he was like, yeah, man, if you want like a career in this business, you can't do shit like that. <laughs> Oh, that's always like a cautionary tale. Yeah, but now I'm way bigger than that guy. So yeah. like, it all worked out. But looking back, because, um, so, what, two, three weeks ago you released your latest project, Crying in the Porsche, mm-hmm. and going back to the, sort of the time when we first met, um, Pitbull Type 8, yeah. compliment my shirt, your sound has evolved so much. Yeah. And I went back and listened to Hickey's, and I was like, man, yeah, this is more of the stuff... More, 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 in sort of that akin to the sound. Is this the type of music you always wanted to be creating that you released with "Crying in the Porch," or was did it just kind of happen and you were like, "Wow, I'm enjoying making this music"? I think it it was the most naturally. Uh, it was the music I made most naturally when I was really sad because mm. last year, at the end of last year, I went through this breakup, 
I like was in a seven year relationship. Jeez. And and we broke up and I was I was just so sad. And when I'm sad, I guess like rock music is the thing that comes to me most naturally. Yeah. But I and you know, I put out this record in I put out another album in September last year and it was the biggest thing I'd ever done. It was like the most popular record I'd ever put out and it was this indie pop record and had millions of streams. It was everything I felt like I kind of wa- worked towards. Mm. And I feel like the most naturally obvious thing would be to make like another one as the follow-up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was like, let's just do like an avant-garde rock album. And um, and yeah, that's where we are now. That's where we are now. <laughs> I, uh, I really appreciate always the names of your albums, mm-hmm. the cover art to your albums, and there's always some great singles in there with some great catchy lines. Crying in the Porsche and the cover art, again, spectacular. Thank Tell you. me a bit about that. Um, well, Have I, you ever cried in a Porsche? Yeah, so yeah. I, <clears throat> I had a Porsche. Uh, well, I have a Porsche. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I got, <laughs> yeah, I got like this two-seater Porsche. And, oh, um, and I was going through this breakup, and I remember I was locked out of my house. So I don't know if you know about this. I My house was robbed by children. Uh, yeah. yeah, and... T- <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was telling the team about that. I was like, yeah, no, Saint found their mom. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I interviewed one of the moms, yeah, yeah. It was red hot. And I, um, so because of that, I like, changed the lock systems of my house. Mm. And I had like a digital interface to get into my house. Oh, jeez. And the power went out at my house. And I was seemingly locked out of my house. <laughs> and like, I had no way of getting in without breaking a window. <laughs> And so I just sat there, and I and it was like the day of the breakup, and oh. and I was just it was like two in the morning. I just sat in my car in the driveway, and I like cried. And then I stopped, and I was like, "Crying in the Porsche is a fire name yeah, that's <laughs> for such an a album," sick name. and it like it like cheered me up. And I hadn't even started the record yet. You were just and, like, "That's what I'm gonna name it." Yeah, I'm yeah. like, and like I ha- I have like in my notes um, on my phone, like I've got tentative album titles <laughs> <laughs> and uh and like every time because a lot of my friends they will give me album names like um one of the boys from Lime Cordiales like I gotta can, can we swear on this yeah sure go yeah for it. um it's not even swearing but I was one of my friends called me he's in he's in this band and he he called me he goes dude album name for you I was like hit me he's like wanking on pingers and he hung up <laughs> And I had to just sit there. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm definitely never calling anything that. But... What does that album sound like? You <laughs> yeah, know I, mean? I don't know. Yeah, I've been trying to make that album. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, uh, Cry in the Porsche entered the top uh, the top of the tentative next record, Project mm. Names. And, uh, and I think two weeks later, I made a song called Gold Revolver with my friend Logan. Mm. And then I just loved it, like how it was real rock heavy but it was still derivative of rap it had like a mix of d'angelo which was like d'angelo is like yeah top five for yeah. me and i wanted to just have that as like the base of the record like mm. that was like i want to extend on this idea of this one song and see how far we can get with that and then yeah i think four months later we had an album i really appreciate too that there's always such a cool process behind um working on your albums. Is there anyone in particular that you were like really excited about working with on this album? The whole record was really just me and a, and a kid called Logan who has just released his first single like mm. two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, really exciting guy. So when <clears throat> I did a song called Dusty years ago, you know yeah, this one? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think that, that one was, that's my only song to ever chart in New Zealand. 
Oh, fun really? Fact. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I did feel like it flopped everywhere else, but New Zealand, <laughs> New Zealand <laughs> enjoyed this one song. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was coming up with the video idea for for this, and I met up with my friend Cooper Lowe, who's like, um, he's just a he's just a homie, mm. but he's he's a great creative brain. And I, I played him the song. I go, "What do you think of this?" He goes, "You, you got to have." You gotta have dancing to this song. People have gotta have. They've, they've, there's got to be some sort of choreography to any visual component of this. Mm. And I was like, I don't know anyone that does that. And he says, Dude, I, I just met this kid. He's like 18 years old, and he's a freak. I was like, Bring him over. We had a lovely discussion. And then he hits me up on Instagram and goes, Hey man, by the way, we're thinking about making some music. And people say this to me all the time, oh, all the time. <laughs> and I and I because he had left such a good impression. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to this. Mm. I listen to it, and I'm like, this kid is really good. Mm. Like, really good for 18. Because when I was 18, I sucked. And so we linked up, and we wrote a couple of tracks, and and then he ended up producing the whole album, Jeez. minus one song. We we wrote everything in his bedroom, recorded everything with a SM58, like a live mic, oh, wow. in a room that wasn't designed to have... It was in his bedroom with carpet and stuff in it, and, <laughs> and like, open windows. And, yeah, we it was not... And, and we were making these songs... And he was like, oh, when are you going to take it to a studio and like re-record it? I was like, we're, we're not. Mm. These are the finished songs. I really like when things, are, there's something fundamentally wrong with things because mm. um, it, it's so human. And so I want to make like a human music. Mm. And you've, you've done a great, incredible job of that, a very personal piece, uh, Crying in the Porsche. It's out now on all streaming services. By the way, the merch for it is very sick. Thank you. Yeah, I keep missed, selling out. I missed out on it. I know. I'll get you one. I'll get you one. It's so crazy, man. I like cannot believe that these things are selling like Every this. Every time I try to get your merch in particular, it sells out. Like it's, I think I, I managed to get one of the shirts, but it was so old. It was like the old tie-dye stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a couple of years ago. So now I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eye on that shop. Bro, I was at the airport. I saw someone wearing a St. Lane hoodie, and I was like, hey, they just, they went past <laughs> it. They didn't even know. <laughs> I think people think oh, it's a brand. Soul crunching, man. <laughs> You're like, that's mine. Yeah, like, yeah that's, that's my little name was on your shirt. But. Hey, man, thank you so much for joining us. Um, the New Zealand League of Your Tour is over, but you're still yeah. touring on Australia? Yeah, I got Aussie up next. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, where's the best place for people to keep up to date with new music, new shows, and hopefully, um, I mean, nicer for you, interesting life events? Oh, um... Uh, just Spotify would be the place to check everything. Mm-hmm. Like Instagram's good, but dude, they like don't like me on Instagram oh, anymore. Really? I'm so, I they, I've been like shadow banned on Instagram. <laughs> like every social media platform. Actually, I don't see your stuff very often on it, it's on, a, on, on Instagram. They they hide it. Oh well, well try and find Saint. Yeah, try. So, sometimes you cannot find me at all. <laughs> it's yeah. so annoying. Dude. Spotify is the place to yeah. go. Spotify is the only. Spotify is like the last resort. It's like Spotify <laughs> and Apple are the only places that have not banned me yet. <laughs> Hey, check out Crying in the Porch by St. Lane out now on all streaming services. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ace. Thank you, my bro. So, last week on the show, Evie and I were talking about some of the proposed law changes they were looking at making to the sales and distributions of vape products. Um, Evie and I had questions about how they were going to handle things, just more so from the perspective of people who used vaping as an alternative to smoking um, as one of those pathways to reduce that harm. 
And it really like it, and and the government has actually stated that they really made that a priority. They they look to overseas and places like Australia,、uh, where there are prescriptions now for vapes, and they really wanted to maintain that ease of access to vaping products for people who are looking to quit smoking. They have proposed a bunch of new law changes, primarily focused on ensuring that young people do not get on to vaping. Some of these law changes include stopping new vape shops from being open. Opened within 300 meters of schools in Marae, cutting down on disposable vapes and restricting the descriptions on product flavors. As well, from August, vapes will need to have child safety mechanisms. So,、um, cutting down on disposable vapes and the flavors and the names and sort of how products are being advertised. In particular, they're talking about no more cotton candy flavors, no more like strawberry jelly donut. All those fun-sounding flavors scrapped. It's berry. It's strawberry. It's blackberry. They're keeping it simple. They don't want to make it sound like it's a alluring to young people.、Um, all vaping devices will no longer be able to be disposable. You'll either have to have a replaceable battery or a rechargeable battery. So reusable vapes are still going to be one of the big things that they're pushing. But they have identified that disposable vapes are particularly prominent within young people vaping.、Um, These laws are going to be taking place.、Uh, there's like a three-month lead time for disposable vapes and six months for reusable vapes in the industry to make sure that products are compliant with the law. So these companies do have time.、Um, I I think it's a good thing. I think they've handled it really well. Personally, I just I think that it ensures that people that are making that jump from smoking to vaping, like. To get off of cigarettes, which is a good idea, like they still have that ease of access. What do you reckon, Liam? I think it's a good thing、mm. as well. I mean, like my—I know they're not listening to this. My sisters、mm. um, are seventeen, pretty heavy on the vape.、Mm. I was pretty heavy on the vape when I was like fourteen, fifteen,、mm. and I feel like if there were these laws in place. And if vapes weren't so alluring, like vape flavors now, like the names of them are kind of cooked. Yeah, like yeah. disco party <laughs> berry lemonade party. That yeah yeah like, yeah. <laughs> I was shocked to find out there's like a real flavor's name. Like a company was like, "This is what it's." Yeah,、called. let's put the word party <laughs> in the flavor name. Vape, like cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a good thing because it's gonna make them seem. Feel like the attitude towards cigarettes now, because、mm. I think it sounds like <laughs> that's what it's leaning towards.、Mm. Yeah, it, it's um. I'm really glad they didn't get rid of flavors because, like, I think as somebody who like personally quit smoking to get on vapes, one of the big things was like, "Cool, this isn't gonna taste horrible." Yeah, like that was kind of alluring for me. Like when like like I gave up smoking, was like,、oh, "Okay, if I vape, then at least it will taste nice." Yeah, and you know, but I still I want to get off the vape, so I'm I. But I I I want to be able to do that at my own pace. Yeah, <laughs> so、exactly. like, I I think the only thing I have a question about is you know just how many new vape shops are going to be opening up within three hundred meters of a school, like regardless of the law change because it just feels like there are vape shops everywhere. They just opened one across the road from the office. Oh, did they? Like that one on the corner. Like that's new. Oh, really? Within、that's... the past few months. Jeez. Yeah. See, there's just every they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So, yeah, I don't know how. I, I suppose my question would be, what kind of effect will it actually have on, you know, new vape operations? Because it、yeah. seems like they are everywhere. But it's a great first step, and it's um, it's I really appreciate that it's targeting ensuring that our young people don't get onto vapes because you're still developing. You need your lungs. It probably shouldn't be 
probably shouldn't be on the vape, but it does take away one of my main. It does take away one of my main money making routes, which is um, kids outside the dairy <laughs> asking me to buy them a vape, and I'm like, "Yo, gee," and they give me their money, and then I just keep it. Yeah, yeah. So I've lost, I've lost out on this financial gains, but you know, is what it is for the for the greater good. Yeah. Now here on the Tahi, we're not oblivious to just how much you love Evie's hot takes, and. Before she left, she wanted to ensure that you still had the opportunity to indulge yourself in some of her credible ideas. Uh, so without further <laughs> without further ado, uh, here is one of those incredible stories. Uh, as a fan of local content and also someone who loves being in other people's business, um, I've really enjoyed Couples Therapy New Zealand. Is it uh, a show? It's a show. It's the best show. So it's a show. It started overseas, and it's um, it's just couples in couples therapy, but it's filmed where like the whole room is like hidden cameras, so it's all very like this is it's very real. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. real, and the lighting is really good. I just want to say to whoever lit that show, it looks amazing. <laughs> but I am obsessed with it, and one of the things that I've been thoroughly enjoying about couples therapy NZ is watching men experience empathy for literally the first time in their life like there will be there's like you know a disagreement between these two people and then the wife will say something like i am feeling rejected i am feeling really down i'm feeling abandoned and these are all the reasons i'm feeling that and the man will just be like well also you were mean to me in 2011 and then the therapist is like now man how do you think your wife is feeling right now? And you watch this moment happen where it starts spinning in his head. He's like, well, well, I think she might be feeling lonely. And I, I think she might be feeling rejected. And I think that that might be really bad for her. Oh, oh my God. And it's like, in this whole time, did you never once be like, I wonder what my wife thinks about this? No, you didn't. And that's why you're in couples therapy. But I love it. I absolutely love it. And no disrespect to these dudes also. Like, a lot of them have had really challenging childhoods or, like, were raised in a way or conditioned in a way where, like, they're not in touch with their emotions and it's very hard for them. So it's really, really cool to see them go on that journey. Mm. But, like, as someone who does know what empathy is um, and has dealt with a lot of men not knowing what empathy is, it's kind of funny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's just kind of funny. Like, it's like, imagine I say to you, like, so or my foot is sore. And you just don't hear that. You just don't. You just, for some reason, decide not to engage with that. And then you're like, content today, we're, we're going for a run. You know, I'd be mm. like, man, you're not listening to me, mm. you know? Mm. But then if, you know, if you finally got it, it would be kind of funny. But like, remember, bro, I hurt my foot. And you'd be like, oh, ha, ha. it would be funny, right? What were you talking about again? I don't actually know. I kind of got lost a bit there. Oh, oh, couples. Th- sorry. Couples, yeah, no, yeah, I was no, listening yeah. to what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful news for iPhone users, uh, Liam and myself in particular, the only people on the team that are, you know, not degenerates and actually own an iPhone. Everyone else is Android (laughs) users for some reason. And you know what's worse? Actually, can I just say this? Harry and Evie are like, they're like die for Android users. Oh yeah, no, they're diehard Android users. They like very much believe that that, that the iPhone can't possibly be in any way, shape or form better than an Android. It's a constant war here on the Tahi team, which one's better. But in particular, I want to tell you some good news. If you own an iPhone, you've probably faced the infuriating scrutiny of telling somebody to duck themselves, maybe. Maybe you like duck you, you know? I can't ducking believe this day. <laughs> maybe you've been trying to use an F instead of a T. I don't know. Maybe that's just you. But iPhone, 
have announced Apple that with their update to uh, iOS, I think it's iOS 17 in particular, they are going to actually be making this amendment. AI will now be in our phones and it's going to be watching how we text and type and it's going to make a decision based on your typing, if you meant to say duck or that other word that rhymes with duck, which is wonderful news. It's only taken them how many years has an iPhone been out? 20,000 and a half. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> it has been a long time coming, baby. I'm so happy to see it's finally here. No, it's like such a weird issue too. That's why I turned autocorrect off. I you see, I it. would do that, but I'm just like a horrendous typer as it is. So uh. I, I depend on autocorrect for me. Like, <laughs> if I'm sending an email from my phone, mm. if I had autocorrect off you, it wouldn't be legible. It'd be like my handwriting. Now, see, I turned off the capitalization and autocorrect because I was just like, I can type faster. Mm. I can type better, stronger. But what know? happens when you're like your hand, like it's winter. Okay, picture this. Winter. Your hands are freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to type a sentence, but you can't move your thumbs it's a, yeah, it's because a, yeah, it's yeah, freezing. Yeah. That's why I have it on. Have you ever used um, voice to text? No, but I'm a swiper. Uh, I do oh, the yeah, swipey see, I text. Think that's a really cool thing they have. I love swipey text. I've done the voice to text thing, but like also to like everyone in my life has brown names, and uh, mm. the iPhone is is not good at. I think my name comes out as um, some marrow, like bone marrow. Harry's pointing at his phone. Hang on. All right. Is Harry going to tell us something else about how the Samsung's so much better than the iPhone and uh, this, this, and that? Oh, okay. He's got yeah, a, but Harry's then you okay. So his phone. Harry's come onto the thing after I mentioned how much I love my swipey texting and said, "Oh, but I have a stylus. Yeah, but I don't look like a twat. Yeah, I'm not walking around Auckland CBD. Imagine. <laughs> okay." This is turning into a whole thing. You know, do you remember that account on TikTok called Auckland Fashion that would go around and film people's outfits on Queen yes. Street? Imagine you're being filmed on Queen Street for your outfit, but all people are going to point out is the fact that you are texting someone with a stylus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 imagine, imagine you're at the club, you like walk up to something, and you're like, yo, chuck your number in here. Chuck your number in here. <laughs> you got the stylus, you're like, yo, chuck your number in <laughs> Oh, that's so Cole funny. Silas, bro. <laughs> Bet that gets you loads of game. Yo, that's gonna get you far, man. <laughs> You're gonna get real far so in life with that style. Sorry, Harry. I love you, but I don't love your style. Joining me on the show today, our illustrious guest, uh, singer, songwriter, an incredibly handsome all-round man by the name of <laughs> Harry, uh, also known in the industry as Macy. How's it going, Ace? It's good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, man. So, um... Let's chat about music. I was going through your catalog. I saw you had done a song with Troy King. Yeah, man. How was that experience? Uh, epic. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Like I met Troy um, at Song Hubs in 2021, mm. and I remember like at the end of the week, I was like, "I'm doing this new album, and I've got this song, and I think your voice would be great on it." And I just thought nothing. I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." Mm. And he did. He hit me up, and then I went out to his studio and. Got to sing on on that song. Troy yeah. being such a, um, I suppose, a, a powerhouse of talent, especially here in Aotearoa. It's ridiculous. What, what was that experience like? Was there anything that you like took away from that, or um, just yeah? What was that experience like? The man's insane. Like it, he wrote, <laughs> he wrote the, in a in a good way. Like, yeah. He wrote the whole. I think he wrote the whole of that album in a week. Jeez. And got it all produced within a similar time frame. I don't know. He's nuts. Like, just 
songs and songs and words and melodies and just fall out of the guy. Mm. Yeah, he he's very inspiring mm. Mm. for an, for a musician and a songwriter. Yeah, no, so and also a lovely guy. Oh yeah, I've heard that, sweetheart. I uh, also a big fan of his fashion sense. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's something he just he just he, whatever he wears, it just looks effortless. Doesn't matter, eh? Yeah, just chuck it on. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It just looks so effortless. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Man, I'm so envious of that man. <coughs> um, so, but out of curiosity, I suppose, like going back, um, for people like myself who don't know too much about you, how did you get your start in music? I think first and foremost, Dad was a a musician, so he he played in orchestras. Oh wow! He was a bassoonist. Mm. I don't know if you know the big long, cool instrument. Weird. I don't know. Niche. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but also like led jazz bands and. Oh wow! You know, I was surrounded by music from a very young age, and then yeah, I did. I grew up uh, in a church too. I went to, went to a church in Cambridge, mm. and I played the guitar in that church band. Oh wow! <laughs> All that sort of stuff. <laughs> and then, yeah, I sort of just pursued it through high school really, and did the Rock Quest journey and. Oh yeah. And just. That's all I all I wanted to do really was music. Mm. <coughs> Jumping all these years forward, this EP of yours, um, half of it actually came out previously. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So it's like a two-parter. Yeah, we wanted to split it into two. Why? So the um, story of the album kind of fits mm. as like a part one of the story and a part two. Okay. I think both sides have a different kind of feel from mm. the way I structured the track listing. Okay, so what is that story that you're trying to tell with this this project? Oh, I just had a, I had a, a lot happen. Mm. Pretty partner of six years. We we went separate ways a couple of years ago, and then my father passed away like a couple months after that. Mm-hmm. Just a very hard time. Yeah, and it just turned out that a few of the songs were written before that, but then everything sort of started to make sense and come together as I was going through the aftermath of all of that stuff, mm. and it became like a chronological biography of those three years I think mm. was it difficult I suppose expressing yourself and being so vulnerable on records like like you're sharing such a personal story was that quite difficult for you um, no because that's the part that gives you the catharsis okay. it's like a way of it's a way of doing therapy with yourself I think I think that that, that wasn't too bad mm. it sort of just happened and I'm, it kind of helped the songs come out, I think. Oh, okay. It's helpful yeah. to write about those things. Mm. So it was it was very much a release yeah. in a lot of ways. Did you did you go into writing it hoping that it would be the release that it became for you emotionally? I knew that I wanted to put out a body of work that I was really proud of and I wanted good music, but I wasn't... I don't think I quite knew what it was going to be yet. Mm. And then after all that, it kind of made sense that it should be that story mm. about, you know, growing up really quickly and understanding life doesn't hold back its punches. Mm. Yeah. From the records that I listen to and things like that, they're very emotional. Mm. They're very personal. Is that something that you want to continue making? Or is there a different sound you maybe hope to achieve after this? Yeah, I. that's a good question. I think I want to explore maybe like writing from a different story like obviously mm. it won't be the same story yeah and i want to try a different um influences musically mm. but i'm not sh- i think i am that kind of artist well macy might be that kind of artist that it has to come from personal experience mm. and it's, it's we've already started it oh wow yeah we're, we're in the demo stage mm. probably got about 20 songs oh jeez 
a few ideas written and we this I let the songs as I write and as I have a new good or bad experience I let that kind of dictate what it's going to be mm, mm. just focusing on songs at the moment yeah yeah so, so it sounds like the process entirely is just built around your everyday life experiences which is quite beautiful I think that's I try a, to yeah yeah it's a very special thing I think to craft an album around what's actually happening in your life I think that's such a vulnerable place to come from um, mm. and I'm glad to hear that it was like a pos it had it, it had its positives definitely in its healing process do you hope that it provides that for other people yeah that's that's I mean I think that might be the, my why is like mm. connection and maybe that, that's why I do what I do that's why I keep pursuing this silly journey of being an artist because I just want to connect so yes <laughs> so uh, the name of this album what is it uh, The Lovers The Lovers and this is a essentially a two side mm-hmm. um, and this is dropping in September is that correct September 15th wonderful and so we're a little while away from the release but you did release a single last Friday you were saying yeah uh, a cheeky little song yeah cheeky little song you yeah. reckon <laughs> so this being two sides actually I'm curious about that because the last side released previously um, this side that we're still waiting on um, what can we sort of expect from this side um, I feel like side A was the initial reaction to everything, so it was a little more reactive, mm-hmm. lyrically, maybe a little more aggressive sonically too, so more driving. And side B, you can ex- probably expect it to, it's a more reflective part of the story, where I'm sort of looking back and picking apart and understanding things more. And it also has a much more hopeful ending. So, September 15th? September 15th. Um, we'll be able to get the full version of The Lovers, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Where's the best place to keep up to date with you, Macy, with uh, uh, maybe shows you have going on or uh, new releases after The Lovers? Where's the best place to find out more? Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok, probably. Mm-hmm. No, TikTok's just silly and fun, actually. <laughs> if you want to see my, yeah, you yeah. want to see that side, TikTok, but um, probably Instagram, Yeah, I would say. Music videos, visuals. Mm-hmm. How important are they to you when it comes to your music? Uh, yeah, very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I What's think the... it, I think it like the, I don't know. It's like the important side dish to the main course, and mm. if you get it wrong, you ruin the meal. You know. Mm. Yeah. Do because sometimes I find songs almost require visuals to really mm. flesh out some of the meaning behind some of the songs. Have you faced that at all with any of these singles? I don't think so because I'm. I don't think I'm a lot of the songs are written quite like not too like metaphorically or abstractly they're quite Mm. you can hear the lyrics and you kind of know what I'm talking about so I think the visuals for this for this album have just helped elevate that Mm. more than like make it make more sense yeah 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 if anything they could add a juxtaposition to what the lyrics are which Mm. I think is quite a cool thing to do as well so you have fun making them I love it yeah yeah and I've got beautiful friends that are in the creative side of those things and really help me bring my music to life you know mm. thank you so much for your time today Macy, and um, um for sharing with us i do really much appreciate that thanks for having um, me and greatly appreciate your music again the lovers by macy uh, the full album releases september 15th make sure you stay up to date with them on instagram and possibly tiktok maybe facebook in the future all of them yeah all of them yeah <laughs> All right, we were a bit late with uh, this week's new music post. As you know, Monarch's birthday, the King's birthday was on Monday, and all of us were, like, celebrating it to the fullest and did not do anything. So, of course, uh, we had to get the new music post out, though, because what would a short week be without some fresh tunes? Our featured artist this week, uh, the incredible Huddy. I'm a big fan of her. Um, She... 
she's been quiet for a little while on music. She came out last year with her debut single, Poppy, that I really enjoyed. Um, she went on to do some guest features with Poetic on his album that came out, Poetic Justice. Uh, and I really enjoy this new single of hers, Tease. Um, I'm hoping that we get more from her. We're going to be catching up with her next week on the show, but I'm just glad to get new Huddy, and I'm also glad to see Mokumokai up in the new music list. Uh, any faves from you, Leo? I really like the new Gracie Waller track. Oh, you love Gracie. I think she's real cute. That mm. first single she put out, Miss For You, was stuck in my head for so long, and oh, I bumped yeah. into her on the street. Not long after it came out, and I was like, I know we're friends, but <laughs> this song is, like, incredible. And this new one is, like, no exception. Her and Wells wrote it. A while back, I think, pretty sure he produced it too. Mm. Great song, mm. love Gracie. Yeah, but you, uh, I know that you were upset that there was a there was a single in there missing. It is International Pride Month this month, and "Padam Padam" by Kylie Minogue has become easily the <laughs> biggest gay song in the entire world. Um, I've never seen someone mother so hard <laughs> in my uh, life. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so much as I love Kylie Minogue, not on the list. Guys, <laughs> Let's keep it moving, baby. All right. <laughs> Before we wrap up the show, uh, we got a little bit of time. I want to make a very special shout out to the Samoan born New Zealand based actress. Born in Savai, by the way, the greatest, the oldest island in Samoa. I would argue the best island. Frankie Adams, uh, she has recently been cast and filmed for the new miniseries coming out, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. Uh, she's playing the role of Candy. Some of the images came out earlier in the week. Uh, it looks really good. She looks great as always. Um, it's really exciting too because like Sigourney Weaver's the like lead role, and Sigourney is is a queen. Yeah, like mother, the, mo- mother, mother. So she's like, I, I could use that term. Sigourney Weaver, mother. Yeah, no, I I call her mommy. Maybe even okay. like you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Scooting Weaver, if you don't know, um, played the lead actress in the Alien series. Uh, she's been in a ton of stuff. She is mother. Um, Frankie Adams, too, also uh, did an incredible job playing Tessa in Panthers. I think that was last year or the year before. Um, Shortland Street, Fame, Wentworth, The Expanse. And also one thing that I love in particular is that her Wikipedia makes sure to mention that she is also a celebrity boxer, which is <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like she's done so many other things too, but Lived like a thousand lives. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Frankie Adams. Um, always love to see our brown people winning, especially in places where uh, brown people aren't usually seen, like Hollywood. So shout out to Frankie Adams. Anyway, hey, um, we're getting into the last bit of the show. Uh, let me just check with our producer, Harry. How how long do we have before we got to be gone? I'm getting word it's however long we want. So um, we're holding hey, you hostage. Now. Yeah. Yeah, really making me work for this money, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you got you got anything cool that you want to talk about? Thank you. Sydney changed me, man. Sydney, Sydney changed you. <laughs> Sydney changed that's all you. I have. That's so funny because that's, that's all like, I have. Do you know, like people go to um, my favorite is like uh, uh, now. I mean this very generically. Pardon my French, but you know, like when like Balangi women go to Fiji and they're like, "Man, Fiji just opened my eyes," and like they stayed at like the Marriott or something. Like my that. favorite thing is like, no, for me this is like, it, like people usually go like to Europe and yeah. then they come back and like Europe changed me. Australia is basically just an extension oh, of yeah. New Zealand, yeah. and Sydney is basically just big Auckland. 
So <laughs> I want Evie to come back and be like, Hobart changed me. Yeah. <laughs> Tasmania changed me. And it's then so I'll funny. come back from Melbourne next Tuesday and say Melbourne changed me. That's so And then when good. I come back from Sydney the week after, I'll say Sydney changed me. Yeah. Again. You go to Sydney again. Yeah. Oh Jet my Saturday, goodness. I think you need a... Why don't you just move there? You know? I'm not Because I have you. this. Yeah. I have the tahi. The tahi. <laughs> Our baby. Yeah. All right. And we all love it and we would never leave it. All no, right? never. I'm I'm just not traveling because I'm poor, if I'm being... Let me keep it a buck with you. Well... Because, oh, well, like, here's the thing. is like, I got to go to Samoa in August and, like... Like, I think, like, some people be like, man, Samoa's a place you can go and it's really cheap. But if you're Samoa and Samoa is not a cheap place... Because mm. it's like, all right... Not a, like not only as like if I if I had it my way I'd just sleep on somebody's floor right. and I'd do a budget but I'm taking my sister with me and I'm not letting my baby sister sleep on the floor yeah. I gotta get her a nice hotel I gotta make sure she's got a rental car I'm not letting her go on the bus like I gotta make sure she's okay and then I'm gonna have to probably just pay people money you know but mm-hmm. my favorite thing and like this is like the most sound one thing ever is like um, getting messages in the middle of the night from my cousins asking me to buy them top ups. <laughs> and it's so funny because like you can buy Digicel top ups mm. remotely so it's like oh yo can I get gee do you reckon you reckon I can get a top or like cuz how have you been <laughs> how have you been cuz oh, that's me now. gee do you reckon I could get a top up I'm like fuck <laughs> out of my fridge like yeah it's yeah I'm excited to go to Saar um, I'd love to go to Oz though I feel like I every time I see people in Australia like they just look like they're having fun I have lots of fun when I'm in Australia yeah. Uh, it does. It looks like a really good place, especially this time of the year when it's a little cooler. It's a little cooler, but there's like a lot more going on mm. compared to winter here. Man, I see. Winter here is real boring. All of those, um, so many gigs at the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Bigger Hatch and Pania would have been great. I, I would love to. I went to a couple. Oh, yeah. They were stunning. Did you see Pania's set, eh? Nah, I didn't. I got to Sydney the day after Pania. I saw, oh. I was supposed to see Dev Hines, Blood Orange, mm. but he cancelled his show. I saw Yeji, um, Ethel Kane. Big moment for Liam Brown. Did Liam cry? I saw Did Liam, Liam cried their cry? eyes out yes. at Ethel Kane. And I'm going to be doing the same thing on Saturday in Melbourne. Are you going to see Ethel Kane again? Of course I am. I don't, Are you joking? I don't know if there's an artist that I could see twice in two weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, like, listen, she that show, <laughs> that show was good, but she skipped half of the songs that oh. she should have played because she passed out on stage the night no! before, which isn't funny, and I didn't just laugh at that. Ethel, Did can not. I love you? Um, but she passed out the night before, and then two hours before the show, she posted on Instagram being like, I'm going to do the show, and I was in Bondi. And I was like, now I have to go home and have a shower and get ready and go to the opera house and getting into the city during Vivid is, like, impossible. Oh, really? Because every man and their kid and their whole extended family decide to go to Sydney to see some lights. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is. I'm just here for the party, man. The light pollution in that city at this time of the year is crazy because it's just a bunch of... A bunch of strobe lights and drones, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying that I was like, "This is just like when they light the sky tower up like a rainbow." Oh, that's my <laughs> favorite. That is my favorite. And like, be, like if you're from Auckland, you see the sky tower lit up, you just go, "Cool." But like people from out of town, man, they think it's the coolest they think it's thing. the best thing in the world. And I'm like, "Babe, I look out my window. Sometimes it's purple. Sometimes it's just white." Yeah. I feel like it should be blue year-round for the Auckland City Blues, but, you know, also, you know, gotta do the rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, hey, that's all the time we got. My producer is telling me that he lied to me, uh, and we don't have all the time in the world or as long as I would like. In fact, we've got to wrap things up. Uh, again, Evie's going to be away for a couple of shows, but I have got Liam, Will, they are in the country. <laughs> While they are in the country. So you're here for Tuesday, but... I'm here for Thursday. Are you here for Thursday? No. <sighs> All righty. Well, hey, uh, big shout out to Macy and uh, St. Lane for joining us on the show today. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Liam. Uh, Harry, goodbye, new phone. Until we see you uh, next Tuesday. Till far, so far, and kakite.